Yo, welcome to the GOAT episode of the Whiskey Sick Podcast featuring your homie, Blazed Up Willie himself, Seth Gecko, a.k.a. Moody motherfucking Hank. You got the GOAT Podcast. And last night, the rap god, the GOAT, dropped his second classic in one motherfucking year. Hit him with that theme music. While she's on the side, hating faded lane on the pavement, wasting all of my patience. Come on, you gotta go. go ahead, put your bad self. You gotta get a lot of bag, but I ask now. Come on and get a lot of bags with my hands out. You gotta get a lot of snap, gotta make down. Motherfucker, get up. Go ahead, put your bad self. You gotta get a lot of bag, but I ask now. Come on and get a lot of bags with my hands out. You gotta get a lot of snap, gotta make down. Why don't you get up? What? The fuck is up? Your homie is coming at you. No sleep. No sleep till Brooklyn ass motherfuckers. Uh, if you've been sleeping under a fucking rock, if you a hip-hop head and been sleeping under a fucking rock, that's the quadruple champ. That's the quad quad champ back there. Um, getting ahead of myself. See, I'm shot out of a cannon. Shot out of a cannon. It's 9.30 in the motherfucking morning already. Oh, several bowls deep. Hit the pen just before I... I listen, I'm baked up willy woo zipped up johnson that's what you can call me today blazed got the uh, uh whiskey sick podcast mascot moody hank chilling right next to me <sighs> let me calm down here last night there's been rumors in the last couple days about music to be murdered by b-side a second eminem album remember this past january just before all this COVID shit, Eminem slapped the fuck out of us, dropped a fucking surprise album for the second time out of fucking nowhere. Music to be murdered by shit was hard as hell. I'd still in my rotation. Matter of fact, just like two days ago in the Thunderdome, that was playing. We were bumping that whole fucking album uh, while training and shit. It's just, it's a fucking class. It's the best shit. Haters are gonna hate, but listen, this, this is the, I'm, I'm, I'm an Eminem connoisseur, homie. There is nobody more, uh, maybe my homie Chonies and the Dunny Man Can. Those are the only two other motherfuckers that are more well-versed in, in Eminem than me. We are the biggest motherfucking Eminem fans in the fucking world. Go back. If you've been listening to this podcast since its inception, we've done... I, I, I think this is the... What did we have? We had uh, Revival... What was this? Re revival? I think I was on here. Yes, I was on here for Revival. So I've been here for Revival, 
Kamikaze, Music To Be Murdered By. This is the fourth motherfucking album, Music To Be Murdered By, the B-side. Listen, I think this shit, I thought Murder to, uh, Music To Be Murdered By was his best shit since, since the Eminem show. My favorite Eminem album is the Eminem show. I know, uh, uh, you know, Marshall Mathers and, and, and Slim Shady EP, every time I listen to one, that one gets the nod ahead of the other one. You know what I mean? Yo, homie. Gonna need you to chill down over there. Gonna have to, just gonna bring, have to bring it down a little notch over there. Dude, he's fucking wild. He's throwing arm bars on his little, little Simba doll right now. No bullshit. Um, he goes over there and grounds and pounds and shit too. But anyways, uh, my favorite Eminem album of all time was uh, uh, Eminem show. Um, Marshall Mathers LP and Slim, and M, uh, Slim Shady LP. Those always go back and forth um, with me. Recency bias, which one I listened to re- uh, most recently. Um, but no doubt, Music To Be Murdered By was his best shit since Eminem's show. Um, bar-wise, bar-wise it, it was the best shit he's ever fucking done. Period. When we're just talking bar-wise. When you want to just talk, when you talk about music... And the artistry of the music, that's more subjective. You, you can have your favorite album because that's the one you just like listening to. The sounds, the, the so, uh, uh, sonically uh, pleases your ear more. That, that's all preference. But when it comes like bar for bar, you know, rhyme for rhyme, th- that music to be murdered by shit was fucking hard. And now we're adding the B-side last night, homies. Everybody was talking. I had people hit me up yesterday. I hadn't heard a fucking thing about this. I don't know how, but I hadn't heard nothing about it until yesterday. Yo, quiet down. I swear to God, this dude doesn't say shit. He's quiet as shit the whole time until he sees me get on the mic. As soon as the mic gets hot, this dude starts yipping and yapping in the motherfucking background. Anyways, motherfuckers were hitting me up. Ask me, yo, you think this uh, new Eminem album is is for real? Is it gonna? And I said, you know what? I haven't heard nothing about it. But the last two times there was some rumblings about an Eminem album dropping. It did happen. So and no shit. Like a couple hours later, my homie the Dunny Man sends me my, my a, a fucking screenshot of, of of our Spotify account. We have a little joint account where we have the greatest. Po- Listen, we have the playlist that old dope shit. Go subscribe to that shit. If you like classic golden era, I consider golden era hip-hop for me was like mid-90s to early 2000s. A lot of that. There's some older shit too um, from beyond then. All the uh, the newer uh, dopest. It's all the dopest shit though. It, it's got to be a fucking banger to be on the list. And it's like, it's, it's approaching I think probably like 3,000 songs. It's literally the greatest list playlist of all fucking time if you're not on it and you're a hip-hop head slap your motherfucking self and go go subscribe to that shit anyways dunny hits me up and i'm like oh my god this shit's fucking real so i immediately start sending out my my fucking text everybody shitting the motherfucking selves i got i got like four of the same texts back oh shit everybody responded the same fucking way had to get on there Got the headphones out, dropped what the fuck I was doing. I was reading. Y'all know I'm a, I'm, I'm a fucking bookworm. I be reading a grip of shit. I just finished a classic, The Count of Monte Cristo, uh, 1,300 pages, banger. Now I'm on uh, uh, The Child Thief by Brahm, another dope shit. Anyways, I'm here, I'm there, I'm everywhere, motherfuckers, because I'm. Uh, it's, it's M-Day. Happy M-Day, motherfuckers. Happy Eminem Day. We don't know how many more of these we're going to get, but after listening to this album, I don't think this motherfucker's going to stop anytime soon. 
I stopped what I was doing, went out there, got extra baked. Like 475 for an hour baked. Burnt. Edges burnt. Gotta cover me with foil and shit. I, I was toasted up. Listen to this shit two times through. I can't tell you what I, this might be better than than music to be murdered by. Some of the beats on this shit are 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 fucking wild. The the single is called Nat G N A T, and it's about COVID. You knew he was gonna start coming out on some. I mean, there's COVID and the pandemic. He's got songs where the whole theme is just being sick, uh, because that's what he is. He's the illest motherfucker alive. I mean, this whole fucking thing is nothing but bangers. Let's give you some shit. He's dissing Bone Thugs. I had he, he was dissing people I didn't even know had dissed him. He's he's dissing Snoop Dogg. Snoop Dogg. I just found this shit out. I, I heard him rap it. I, I heard M call out Snoop, and I'm like, the fuck? I'll play it for you right now. This shit's called Zeus. I'm going to play that shit for you right now. And y'all can judge for yourselves. Um, but I had to go and Google while I was listening to this shit. Apparently, Snoop Dogg in an interview went and said that Eminem wasn't in his top 10 all time. And that he could live without Eminem's catalog. Entire catalog of music. And this, to me, I was like, this happened this past summer. I was like, when the fuck did this happen? Because uh, for, for, for like the last 20 years, he's always said how Eminem is the greatest of all time or up there with the greatest of all time. Always showing mad love to M. They've been on mad songs together, toured together. So that, that shit was kind of weird, but M had to get up in that fucking ass. And it's just showing you, man, homie. Bone Thugs, he's going at Bone Thugs. I, I didn't know they said some shit about his daughter or some shit apparently back in the day or, or, or I don't know when. But let's bump it. I'm going to bump a little bit of shit for you. I'm going to bump a little bit of shit. This shit right here is that zoo shit. I'll fast forward it to the end in a second. Yeah, fair weather, wishy-washy. She thinks machine washed me. Swear to God, man, her favorite rapper, wishy crossed me. I love conflict, got a obnoxious, what? subconscious. Yeah, I'm afraid to unlock it. Keep those monsters in the closet. I'm what an idiotic, not a sub on this. I've been throwing down gauntlets since that underground rockets. Yeah, where I planted my roots. Yeah, Woo! that's how I had a whole planet that roots for me. As in the group, and no one thinks dark as I think. Of. So imagine the havoc these black thoughts are to wreak. As in Trotter, I keep slaughtering beats. Shout out to Ooh. The roots, black thoughts, havoc, mob deep. Honest and wholeheartedly, apologies. We honor for that song that leaked. I'm sorry, Bri. It wasn't meant to cause you grief. Regardless, it was wrong with me. But I be on my own. Yeah. Head up in the clouds like Zeus. When they say you ain't the goat, I come down like who? But I got my head in the clouds like Zeus. Swear, I can see the game from a bird's eye view. Hey. so basically he's saying i used to look up to you i used to think you were a god snoop nah not really i had i had uh uh, god spelled backwards you're just a dog woof taking little shots at snoop dog 
Shit's hard, homies. Go get up on that fucking music to be murdered by side B. These are my favorite podcasts when I can come on here and, 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 and just fucking flop the, the nuts on the motherfucking table and talk some Eminem. Ain't nothing, ain't nothing I'm more qualified to do than talk some motherfucking Eminem. Been on this shit. Been bungee jumping from that shooter for, for fucking over two decades. Over two decades. Unfucking real. Drop this shit. So Zeus is a fucking banger. Let's give you a, just a couple little peeps of this shit. This shit killer is a fucking banger. This, there's so many bangers on this shit. Yeah. So this shit's got 16 new tracks, 13 actual music tracks, and a couple interludes. This shit's hard. Now count it by 10. Yeah, 15, 20, 25, 30. Yeah, get the money. Throw it in the furnace. Yeah, this shit be funny. Burn it just to burn it. Swag dripping from me. That's what I do with money. Got money off the ass. Call it toilet paper. Yeah, flush with cash. Girl, nice butt. Is it up for grabs? Just wanna touch your ass. Is that too much to ask? Yeah, I made a grip. I know it's tough to grasp. Get the bag. Call it potato chips. I stuff in duffel bags. On some public transportation shit. Cause I will bust your ass. Fuck the chain. I'm off the trailer hitch. I got a bunch of swag. Now count it by 10. Yeah, 15, 20, 25, 30. Yeah, get the money. Throw it in the furnace. Yeah, this shit be funny. Burn it just to burn it. Swag dripping from me. Yeah, I'm a God damn, Let's keep it moving. These demons, this shit, these demons. Yeah. Let's give you a little taste. Give you, you know sprinkle on you, man. Haters are funny, man. It's like you're gonna hate it no matter what it is. Yeah, you still click on it. Yeah, I want you to change, but don't change. I want you to grow, but don't age. Quadruple champs over there, bobbing and bobbing his head, homies. He starts rocking when he hears that shit. I want you to almost lose it, man. They keep moving the goalposts, don't they? Just cut to the chase like OJ in his prom, going up the roadway. And get off my dick if I said my balls were yarn. You bitches with crochet. All I ever wanted to rope chain from the day I saw OJ on Soul Train. Now I got that Kango, two cables, one yellow and white gold plate. Just to let them know I made it. I told my dogs we gon' get right in the yeah. What it calls now, I dip down in the lead. I like how he gets these new young kids to do the hooks and shit. It's hard. This pandemic got us in a recession. I don't smile. Check this shit out. This shit got Dre right here. This shit is Dre beat with Dre on it. Couple Dre beats on this shit. It's time to face the music. Stay of execution, no more distribution. The fuck you doing? You did this to me. I'm right back on my bullshit, right back out of these streets. Just hide your women, hide you your children. You might punch some babies in the face. You did it to yourself. You gotta solve for the consequences. Back up the back and Don't be catching no charges pumping this shit, homie. Let's Don't blame me. Thing clear. Here, here, my dear. My resolute for this year. No pollution, fresh air. My solution, long hair with a fat ass. I'm dead ass. Mile high club till I jet lag. Rothstein float, casino, and you just like ginger. We know single Negro. I don't need your double standards and hypocrisy. And that fake hand holding on Father's Day. You a different motherfucker when you're not with me. Been sleeping with the enemy. Mockery. It's like I'm John F. Kennedy. Shots at me. Yes, I'm president Woo! of the None of that bullshit ever got to me. Cause yo, pillow, pillow, ditto. Breaking this shit down little by little. I ain't got time for the fucking pom-pom. Should've never let this dog out of that kennel. Wasting time debating about who I'm with, but I'm not. 
not around Just don't forget who you fucking with When stepping on hollow ground Cause You did this to me yeah, I'm right back on my bullshit Right back out of these streets Just remember that You did this to yourself yeah, You did it to yourself Ooh, god damn, listen to that shit. Listen to this last track. This last track is the uh, final track. It's called uh, Discombobulated. This shit right here reminds me of some relapse shit. Now, th- the thing about relapse, let me get into this relapse shit. Always bothered me about relapse was that Eminem would hate on fucking relapse. Yo, simmer down, son. Eminem would always hate on relapse, and at the time... Everybody was asking for a, a Slim Shady. Eminem should go back to that Slim Shady shit. Go back to that Slim Shady shit. Relapse was the closest thing to getting Slim Shady, a modern Slim Shady type fucking album as you could get. And people fucking hated on it. I never minded those accents and shit like that. I just, I never even thought about it or anything. I thought, I thought that shit had some fucking bangers. I always loved Relapse. Uh, one of my favorite uh, tracks, I actually came out to a fight to uh, stay wide awake. That's one of the hardest tracks that he's ever done. There's some serious bangers on Relapse. Relapse was fucking dope. I always enjoyed Relapse. And this shit, the only track I didn't like was the one that this reminds me of, but I actually like this this discombobulated track, which is the final track on this B-side album, um, which was that, what was that? Crack a Bottle. This kind of reminds me of that, but I didn't really like that Crack a Bottle track. But this, this shit right here, hey, yo, Drake. this got that feeling to it. Tell me that shit don't have no fucking relapse, uh, relapse vibe to it. Yo, this dude, um, I think he even references it in, in, in that fucking track. This this shit's got bangers. I ain't gonna play it. All. I ain't gonna spoil the whole fucking shit for you. Uh, but this shit. Book of Rhymes with DJ Premier. He has a dope ass track with Ty Dolla Sign. I don't fuck with that Ty Dolla Sign shit, but he's dope as fuck on this uh, on this album. Listen, this shit is fucking hard. The Goat's back. We're talking about it on the Goat podcast here. Um, he he just fucking did it again. Go bump this shit. Go bump this shit. Go buy this shit. Go do what the fuck you gotta do. This dude single handedly saving 2020. Uh, two albums, January 18th and December 18th, this motherfucker blessed us with, with classic fucking albums, uh, didn't get, uh, you know, uh, on nobody's top album list, I, I, every year they come out with top albums of 2020, you know, you know, top albums of the year, Eminem's never on that shit, and clearly put out the best albums, each time, he put out two that are better than anything that's ever come out this entire year, now, I got a couple other bangers, before I get, you know, move on into the fight talk and shit like that. Um, 
two other throwback artists. It was like it was 2008 all over again for me um, this past week because B.O.B., you remember that motherfucker, B.O.B.? That dude actually used to have, his early music was hard as fuck. I used to, I, I used to bump that shit all the time. I had his first couple uh, shits, but when it joints, but when he went like kind of that poppy route, it got a little out of my league, and then I haven't really, you know, I've checked in on him every once in a while. I wasn't really feeling anything. That motherfucker dropped a, a, a album, uh, I think this past month, uh, called uh, Somnia, not Insomnia, just Somnia. Go bump that shit bangs. Bob came back with some fucking bangers, and then Kid Cudi. I was never a huge Kid Cudi fan. I like some of his shit. Um, I've never thought he's a dope rapper. He's still not like a dope rapper. His music is more just like you listen to it for the vibe and the flows and the melodies that this guy has. He's not really a bar rapper. He's more of like a melody type rapper. He's kind of like a Drake, but doper than Drake. And you, you don't feel embarrassed to bump Drake. I don't bump Drake anyways, but I can't imagine that there's grown men that bump Drake and like actually like... You know, don't roll their windows up or shit and only do it when they're in their, like, driveway and shit. They ain't, they ain't driving around town listening to fucking Drake with their windows down and, and, and the fucking, you know, uh, blunting them out to shit. That, that ain't fucking happening. Uh, but Kid Cudi, I gave this this new album that he did, uh, Man on the Moon 3, uh, uh, listen, and it fucking A, that shit fucking bangs. There's, like, 20, 18 to 20 tracks on it, and, and goddamn, at least 15 of them bang. Bang, this dude came back with some heat, man. So two old heads that y you lost track of, you know, dropped a banger. Um, I think that one came out, uh, the Kid Cudi came out last week. And now this week, M Hip Hop, man, is back. It's looking good. It's always looking good when M comes back. When M drops some shit, Hip Hop is back again. Go bump that shit. Uh, moving right along. Moving right the fuck along. We got a lot of fight talk to cover, man. Lots of fight talk to cover. Um, this past week, damn, I, I really wanted to get up on the, uh, I really wanted to get up on the cast last week and put in my, my picks for this one. Um, I went 6-3-1 and one on my picks last week. Um, it was a tough card. It was a tough card. A lot of, lot of toss-up fights. I, I was good uh, to be above 500 last week. Um, but we had Davison Figueredo, Figueredo versus Manon, uh, uh, Brandon Moreno. I picked Figueredo to win this fight, uh, second round TKO. Uh, not, I thought that Brandon Moreno. I thought if he could drag him into deep waters, it, it would be uh, it would be a problem, and he could have a real chance. Um, but Figueredo, what surprised me about him is that he had the cardio to go five hard, hot, um, five hard rounds. Brandon Moreno took all sorts of punishment. He showed more heart. He he was way better in this fight than I thought he would be. I didn't think he had the power at all to compete with, uh, with David, to get his respect. And, and I was wrong. He had, he had Figueredo stunned a few times, but not only that, he just stayed in front of, of Figueredo and took his best shot after his best shot. And, and you could see Figueredo, he got, he got desperate a couple times. He was swinging out, the, out from his fucking shoes several times, wide, leaping, jumping into punches, missing big, because um, he, was he was feeling the pressure. He's like, I got I to gotta finish this guy, especially when he got the point taken away. Um, and when I saw it at first, I was like, man, after one, it was a vicious, it was a vicious, full-fledged nut shot. It wasn't a grazing nut shot. It was, it was a fucking uh, uh, punt, a straight punt to, to the fucking nitads. That, that shit was a, a field goal good from 63 yards. I ain't gonna lie. That shit was nasty. And I forgot before that, when uh, Figueredo got put on his back, uh, he, he kind of stuck 
uh, Moreno in the eye with his finger when he was trying to uh, separate and stand up to his feet. So I forgot he already had that warning, although it, it's a different warning, still a warning, you know, a misconduct warning. And so, yeah, I guess you could call it there. And you know what? When you, when you call, when you take a point away, you never saw Figueredo hit him in the nuts again. There was no other fouls after that. So if you look at it, uh, the point being taken away served its purpose. Um, and, and, but it did change the fight completely, even, even with that. So I gave first rounds one and two. I gave it to Figueredo. I had Figueredo winning the third round, even though he got that point taken away. So that makes it a 9-9 round. So he's two rounds up. Going into the fourth round, in my opinion, that was clearly a Brandon Moreno round. So I still have him a round up going into the, in, into the fifth and final round, which I have no fucking idea how one judge, he's the only person literally in the world who gave Moreno the fifth round. Moreno literally didn't do anything. His shoulder got popped out of the socket uh, defending a, a Figueredo kick, and, and he literally did not throw more than like five punches or, or strikes at all. Uh, Figueredo easily won the fifth round. So I had Figueredo winning it by uh, two rounds. But I could see if the judges gave it a draw. I was like, more than likely this is going to be a draw because of that point deduction. But the, the only reason it was a draw was because the one judge gave the fifth round to Brandon Moreno, which is fucking impossible. So in all, actual, in all actuality... Davis and Figueredo won that fight. So I kind of looked at it as he won the fight. You know, it was a draw. He still keeps his belt. But, hey, it, it's definitely worth, especially at 125 when there's nobody else to fight, it's definitely worth an immediate rematch. And who knows how that goes. Brandon, I, I might lean towards Brandon Moreno in the, in, in the fucking rematch. You give him three, four months to recover and get back in there, uh, yeah, yeah. He could definitely do it, uh, and and Davison Figueroa, if he comes out at the beginning and, and, and really tries to go uh, and, and take Moreno out, that could be a problem, because he got he starts getting out of pocket right there, and you and he left himself open to some big strikes. The takedowns were there. If Brandon Moreno could have held any kind of top control, he got takedowns, but he wasn't able to hold Figueroa down for long, at least not long enough to establish the position enough to the point where he felt comfortable with striking from the top. He really didn't do any striking there. His Most of his energy when he got the fight to the ground was spent holding, trying to hold Figueredo on the ground. He didn't really get to work off the on the ground. He's going to have to do, he's going to have to get him down, hold him down, and do some work. Uh, I had for Ferguson, I had Tony Ferguson beating Charles Oliveira. I just, I've seen Charles o Oliveira lose the top, top competition. Every top competition he's ever fought, he's really lost to him. Um, but he looks much better at 155. He's fucking huge at 155. Makes you wonder how he got down to 145. But Tony Ferguson is done. And in the back of my mind when I was picking him, I was like, man, he took a, a life-changing ass-whooping. He took a life-changing ass-whooping ass uh, from, from uh, Justin Gaethje. Uh, and, you know... He took years off his life. I always say, um, if you go back and look at Robbie Lawler versus Rory McDonald, those two were never the same after that second fight. They were n both of them went downhill after that. They each won a fight here and there. Well, I know Robbie uh, Rory McDonald did, but he had to go to Bellator to do it. And Robbie, I think he only won really one fight after all that. Um, his whole style has changed. He looks a whole lot different. So did uh, Rory McDonald. I mean, they literally took lives off of each other uh, by in in that fight. It was like a life changing fight. If you go back to Chuck Liddell getting knocked the fuck out against Rashad Evans. 
that was the beginning of the end of Chuck Liddell. That was a life-changing knockout that he took right there. And I thought that Tony Ferguson getting his ass whooped, seeing sparks the way he, he was seeing ghosts, homie. You see, uh, the way he got stopped against Gaethje, the, the homie was like trying, he was like shaking his head. Those were the stars he was seeing. Those were the sparks going off. He, it was 4th of July in that motherfucker's head, and he was trying to shake him away. That's what was fucking going, and he still wasn't going down. And in the back of my mind, I was thinking, you know, this dude, you can't catch an ass whooping like that and, 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 and not be different somehow. And sure enough, I mean, he came out, he looked like, he looked like dog shit stepped in, homie. Uh, it, it, wasn't, it wasn't Tony Ferguson at all. I mean, he had, he had no fire, no pizzazz, no nothing. He was flat-footed uh, on, on, on his feet. He just looked awkward. He didn't have the awkward uh, effectiveness. He didn't have the snap on the punches, the, the, the aggression. He didn't have any of that. He just had the awkwardness without any of the other shit. And Oliveira just carved right through him on the ground. I, I had no idea that could happen to Tony Ferguson like that. I mean, when he fought um, Motown Phenom, uh, he... I always forget that fucking guy's name. Fuck his homie's name. Motown Phenom when he fought fought him for his titles when Tony won the belt. Um, anyways, uh, he had him. He had Tony mounted in that first uh, in that first round and was landing some heavy heavy shots. It looked like he might be able to beat Tony Ferguson in that first round. Ferguson survived, got taken down again in the second round, but went to work from his guard, tied him up, uh, started throwing nasty elbows from the bottom, and that's what always made people think that he had a real good chance, including myself to beat Khabib because you're like his guard is so slick you know 10th planet jiu-jitsu guy tie him up in those in in those rubber guard you know techniques and shit and deliver elbows cut them you know really do some work from the bottom uh this fight showed us that we never Khabib versus Tony didn't happen for a fucking reason Khabib would have smoked Tony Ferguson at any point before the Gaethje fight, even he would have had a better chance, you know, obviously before Gaethje. But uh, no, we saw the way Char Charles Oliveira dominated him, broke his fucking arm in the first round. That shit was that shit, homie. I, that shit. I don't know how he didn't tap to that. We. I was always, I always went in with the mind frame when I was when I was grappling, uh, when I did some pancreation shit. Um, I'll tap to fucking joint shit. Joint locks, you tap to them because if you don't, they break. And that means surgery. That means, you know, years off, year off, you know. It means a lot of time off. Chokes, I'll go to fucking sleep unless it's, you know, like a crank also and it feels like your neck's going to break. You're going you're gonna to tap to those. Some guillotines are like that. Um, some guillotines, I got caught in a guillotine once by this little Russian dude that, that made my throat bleed for a week. Like, he caught me so fucking tight, and his little, uh, he had skinny little arms, the blade of that forearm was in my throat, just, like, cut the inside of my throat. I had, to, I tapped almost instantly to that shit, and I always prided myself, oh, I'll fight this shit, I'll, I'll, I'll you know, go to sleep a couple times, just, you know, there was times in, in, in training where you, where you try to go until the very end, you don't want to get put out in training, that's not, you know, while you're rolling on the mats and shit, that's, that's stupid, you look dumb, because everybody got to stop and sit there and shake your legs out and shit like that, don't be that fucking guy, I'm talking in actual competition, um, but there's times where you accidentally get put to sleep, because you try to fight it until the very end, you wait until, uh, you, stuttering Stanley over here, we ain't editing that shit out either, you wait to tap, you wait to tap to the last second, but what happens is your arms, your limbs, your extremities, they go. You lose feeling in them. I remember one time I was caught in a rear naked choke, and I was fighting it, I was fighting it, I was fighting it, and then I went to tap, and my arm went limp as I was going to tap, and I couldn't. The first time I ever went to sleep, this was the first time I ever went to sleep, 
um, and I learned it's not a big deal, was that time because I waited till the very end and I couldn't tap. And I remember waiting a couple seconds to go back to go to sleep. Your eyes start fading. It starts going black. Fade to black. That's where it comes from. That literally fucking happens. And then you just wake up, uh, you know, a couple seconds later. Um, I don't know where the fuck I was going with that. <laughs> but anyways, that's why, yeah, you don't tap the chokes, you know, because they don't hurt. You just catch a fucking nap. But uh, you tap to arm bars. Tony Ferguson should tap to arm bars. That, that's, that's time off. He was completely compromised after that, and he was completely useless. You knew after that, there's no fucking way he was winning that. Charles, Charles, Charles Oliveira dominated. And what's next for him? You got Connor versus uh, Poirier uh, next month. Listen, I got the winner of that versus the winner of... I know this leaves Oliveira, you know, odd man out, but you got Gaethje fighting uh, Michael uh, Chandler, who came over from Bellator. I think the winner of that fights the winner of Conor versus Poirier. Where does that leave Charles Oliveira? Maybe Charles Oliveira sneaks in there. If, if you know, like Gaethje versus, uh, you know, uh, Chandler, you know, I don't know, is boring. or I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how you fit Charles Oliveira in there. I think maybe he has to get one more win. I, it, it's just, just where he's at. Um, Mackenzie Dern versus Jandroba, Jandy Roba. That was supposed to be like Maya versus Jake Shields. That was supposed to be like Maya versus Ben Askren of grappling, uh, but it wasn't. It was just a, a weird stand-up fight. Kevin Holland. I, I've been riding the fucking Kevin Holland Johnson for for fucking all of 2020. Um, this dude is a motherfucking monster. I think now you see that he's a real fucking problem uh, for the the whole time. This dude's fought five times this year. He, he just knocked Jacare Salza the fuck out from his guard. He got taken down, and you're like, uh-oh, this is where we might see Kevin Holland, because Kevin Holland's a, a fucking vicious striker from the outside. Long fucking strikes, power strikes, keeps you at a distance, master of distance. Knocked out Joaquin Buckley, who did, who knocked out uh, Impa Kasanganai with that jumping, spinning uh, heel kick to the fucking face. Kevin Holland knocked that motherfucker out in one punch in, 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 uh, like in, in the previous fight. So Jacare Souza comes out, gets a takedown. Kevin Holland immediately starts attacking with triangle chokes. And they were, they were there. That was the thing. Jacare Souza had the posture out of those, and that allowed uh, Kevin Holland to land a nasty hammer fist to the side of Jacare's head. And the way he sat back, you could see that. I was like, holy shit, he's hurt. Like, out of nowhere, I was like, he's hurt. Jacare just sat there. He literally just sat there. Kevin Holland started to get up and was punching him while getting up and knocked him the fuck out, like, dead. He looked like Leota Machida when he fought uh, John Jones. Remember when John Jones folded him with that choke and just let him drop to the fucking ground, and he folded like a lawn chair? That was, that was Jacare Souza looking like fucking... Uh, the toys and shit uh, when Andy walks in the room. You know what I'm talking about? Just folded him over backwards like that. It, it, it was nasty. And then for like five minutes, Jacare was like swaying on the, on the fucking, uh, on, the, uh, on the stool. He couldn't even sit down on the stool. He was so woozy. It was brutal, man. Kevin Holland, what does he do in the, in the, in the post fight? Calls out, calls out the motherfucking monster, the boogeyman, Kamzat Chimaev for, uh, for this weekend's fight. A week later, this motherfucker says, I'll fight you in a week. The motherfucker that everybody's running from. This dude says, I'll fight you in a week at middleweight, motherfucker. Come back up here. 
And uh, I, they couldn't get that together. I'm, I don't know if they even tried to, but uh, they, they, that's probably a fight that they really want to uh, um, promote and could probably headline, which would, would headline some kind of fight. So that's probably why they would opt not to do it so quickly. Um, you want to build up to that fight. But he's calling, he's calling him out like that, man. He's ready to go for a sixth time. You imagine going 6-0 in, in one calendar year? That's fucking crazy. Fighting once every two months? That's ridiculous. Because he's not taking a whole... The, his, his toughest fight this year was against Darren Stewart, who a lot of people don't have a lot of respect for. He has some L's on his record, but he's a huge power striker. He's got some crazy, sneaky fucking power, and he, he, he was beating Kevin Holland's ass in that fight in the, in this, in the last round. That, I thought it was a draw, but um, he would have been 4-0-1, uh, but uh, he's 5-0. and And uh, I... He, I like this matchup. He was supposed to fight originally. He was supposed to uh, supposed to fight Jack Hermanson, who ended up fighting Vittori. Vittori was supposed to fight Jacare. I like this matchup for Kevin Holland a lot more, um, and, and that's why Junior Dos Santos is done. Cyril Ghana, if you don't know who that guy is, um, big beast of a fucking heavyweight who literally, you know, like you've seen, he moves like a middleweight. Uh, just crisp, fucking striking, excellent fucking footwork. Uh, uh, he has a background in, in Muay Thai, seven and professional Muay Thai fighter. Um, he's just a fucking killer. He's definitely, definitely in the next uh, year or two, you're gonna hear him in the title contention for sure, for sure. Cyril Ghana, Junior Dos Santos just needs to give it up. Uh, he, he's done. It, it, it's over. It, it, I, it sucks. I like him. Um, but he was just so one-dimensional his whole career. He, he, he didn't do... I always looked at him like, like Glover. Glover is... His striking used to be his thing. He came up as a big power puncher. He knocked you the fuck out. And his grappling was really like a, a secondary thing. Um, but as he's gotten older, he's real, his hands have gotten way slow. He's just way too slow to be effective on his feet. And he's kind of realized that because in every single fight, it looks like he's going to be knocked out in the opening seconds of the fight. Until he gets you to the ground. But as soon as he gets you to the ground, it's a wrap. It's a fucking wrap. Could you imagine if, he, if uh, Adesanya wins the light heavyweight belt, sticks around and fights Glover, and Glover gets him down? That's, that's, that's crazy. Um, but Junior Dos Santos never did that. He's just always been a boxer. He's, he, you know, he's throwing occasional kicks. He did have that spinning wheel kick knockout. Um... Mark Hunt, it was Mark Hunt back in the day, uh, a few years ago. Uh, but other than that, he's basically just been a boxer. No wrestling used, no jujitsu being used, no knees, no kicks, no elbows, none of that. It's just he's always been super one-dimensional, and, and he failed to, uh, he always had good footwork. But as, as that started to fail and not be enough, and as the gaps and, and more uh, elite strikers started to come into this game, because that's what you're getting, you're getting a more evolved game now. These younger dudes that are coming in here that seem to have no experience, their 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 skill level is still very very high. Um, Cause Cyril Ghana he got a, a UFC contract after only three MMA fights. He was three and zero when he came into UFC. He's six and zero, seven and zero now. So he's four and zero in the UFC now. Yeah, fucking that's fucking wild. Fuck it. Let's move on. Let's move on to the next card. We got a fucking banger of a fucking card this weekend. Let me save this shit. All right, all right, all right, all right, all right I'm back. No, dude, I'm already on, on 40 minutes. God damn this M shit. Look, I was gonna hit up, I was gonna hit up the homie Bautista to hop on this. He's been going wild. He's been going fucking wild, hollering at me. Let me get on the potty, mija. Let me get on the potty, mija. 
Um, I, you know, the cast is booked today, son. Uh, listen, I'm going to get him on. Maybe I'm going to do, I'm, I'm deciding now. I thought I was going to, you know, go to him, but I still got a lot to fucking cover here. Um, Lamar Jackson, don't think you ain't getting fucking uh, uh, buttered up and light, lightly toasted. I ain't getting out of here before I get up in, in, in that, before I clap them motherfucking cheeks. Um, so maybe Monday. Uh, since, uh, you know, I've been doing my writing gigs for, uh, for FanDuel, uh, LineStar app, um, no, no cards, I got a couple weeks off, so maybe Monday, I'm gonna hop on here and I'll just get, I'll just get Bautista on here, he's been, he's this Trump, dick riding ass motherfucker, you know me, I'm, I'm not on either side, I don't give a fuck about either, so I like to hear both sides, talk their shit and, and, and come at me with their hypocritical nonsense because they're both uh, uh, they're both um, uh, they're both guilty of the same shit that they accuse the other one of you remember in 2016 it, it, it was the Democrats bitching and moaning and wanting to recount and all this shit and it was the you know when Trump got elected and then it was Trump and, and, and the Republicans saying quit being pussies and now it's completely flopped now you got the Republicans out here being little bitches trying to say recount this recount these motherfucking nuts homie and then you got the, the Democrats you know saying look at these fucking babies these sore losers it's like complete fucking fucketry meanwhile you got this motherfucker Gavin listen I'm, I haven't forgot about the fight now I'm coming back to the fight night but you know how I get I get discombobulated like my man M I go off on tangents this motherfucker uh Newsom what's his fucking name gruesome Newsom fucking uh Ozzy Newsom I don't even know his fucking name the fucking governor of California this motherfucker's always this dude's on some shit I mean, they're straight mutiny coming in California, homies. I don't know where it is where you're at. I know some other states are closed down like this shit, too. But uh, businesses, I don't even know what happened. Some bill, uh, some court, businesses won some court proceeding or something so they, they can open up and do business. He shut the shit down again. He shut the shit down again. Listen, you can't take people's livelihoods away and not give them a supplement. You can't, get, you can't shut businesses down and still make them pay, pay uh, their, their leases, their property taxes, all these things. You can't take them, their ability to pay these things. A lot of them, you know, operate on such, um, such a small profit margin that missing a couple days, is, it's over. Their business is completely ruined. So if, if you're going to close these businesses down, then they shouldn't be paying a goddamn fucking thing. You make these people not be able to fucking work. You know, all the employees that they hire, and you don't give them any kind of assistance. If you already used up your fucking uh, six months of, uh, of unemployment, you're fucked. You got $1,200 once 11 months ago. You got this Nancy Pelosi bitch-ass, cunt-ass, uh, 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 fuck, fuck her. Oh, she, that, that's one of those people you just hope rots in motherfucking hell. Devil just face fucks her every goddamn day. Every time he fucking gets a, a, a fucking heart on, he rams it down Nancy Pelosi's fucking throat and just sears her fuck. You know that's a, that Satan cock has got to be fucking hot like a branding iron going down a motherfucking throat for all of a fucking eternity. Fuck that cunt. I don't drop C-bombs much often uh, on, on, on the uh, podcast here. And I apologize if you got women, children. Uh, um, this is the re real world, though. And, and, and words like cunt fucking exist. And this bitch deserves it, all right? And I know the quad champ is chilling right here. But he, he, ain't, he don't know what that shit means yet. Um, but this bitch over here straight out came out and said what everybody was saying. She said, I wasn't going to... I didn't... Now that... Now that Joe Biden has been elected president. I'll pass some fucking aid, some bills for 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 fucking uh, what what did they call them? The stimulus checks. I'll pass a stimulus check bill. 
And everybody was accusing her. She's not going to pass anything. Him and her and that other dude uh, that run shit weren't going to pass any bills because they didn't want Donald Trump to get credit for helping people out before the election. Because then when they go to the polls, they'll remember that Donald Trump gave us all this money. I'm going to vote for him. She didn't want that. She literally played with people's lives. This whole Democratic fucking party that you're all fucking celebrating now played with people's fucking lives. They took their fucking livelihood to put themselves in the position of power so that they can call all the shots, so that they can fuck us over, so they can be the ones fucking us over. They're still in the same fucking... We've gone over this every week. But this bitch was stupid enough to come out in a minute. She said, now that, now that Biden is president, I'll pass some stimulus check shit, which is fucking trillions of dollars less than what was on the table months ago that they could have been using. They were talking about shit about having a, a, a universal income for, uh, for a few months while this shit was going down, which made sense. Other, other countries have done that, are doing that. When they shut people's businesses down. We're not doing that. You got Newsom over here shutting shit down. This motherfucker ordered all wineries to be shut down except his own. He left his own open. When he, shut, when he told people to shut down, when he closed down restaurants, when he did all that shit and he told people to stay home and he ordered stay at home, which we've been under, a stay at home fucking order, don't go anywhere that's not essential. This motherfucker was at restaurants, sitting at the bar without a mask, without any of that shit. And then he, he, they, they, they called him out on it, and he said, oh, I apologize, but I was outside, so it was safe. They dropped more motherfuckers, dropped more fucking evidence, more pictures of him inside the fucking building, chilling at the bar, talking to people and shit. He's just a lying sack of fucking dog shit, homies. Lying sack of dog shit. This dude's going to fuck around and get himself shot. And I ain't saying it's me. I ain't threatening a motherfucker. But he's going to fuck around and he's going to get his motherfucking self shot with all this bullshit. Ordering wineries closed. These motherfuckers make, make uh, uh, um, all these rules and regulations for us thinking that they're exempt. They, they don't apply. They're different. They still get to go to the nail and hair salon after they shut the shit down. Not us, though. And they're making all these businesses and people suffer. And here in California, there's been a lot of these places, a lot of these restaurants stayed open. They, they've been coming in and citing these people, giving them, uh, uh, you know, court summons. They got to go to court for this shit uh, to face charges for keeping their business open. There's a fucking mom and pop pizza shop down the, shop, uh, down the spot over here that employs 80 people. It's uh, Tony Pepperoni. I guess it's not mom and pop. I think they have a, a few of them. But he stayed open and he's got to go to court next month. And he said, I stayed open because I had to. Way out is choose your poison. I either can't pay my fucking my bills, I can't, pay, and my family goes out on the street. I lose everything I fucking have, and all my employees get thrown out on the fucking street and can't pay their fucking bills. Or I take these fucking, I go to court and get thrown in fucking jail for for just trying to fucking live. And that's basically what it's come down to. A lot of people, I see a lot of people out here are saying, just wear your mask and and just stay home and doing all this shit. These are motherfuckers who don't live in in, in a fucking uh, studio apartment. With nothing to fucking do. With no outside. With no, no outside world. They're not people who are living paycheck to paycheck. Who rely on... They're people who are still working. These people are still getting their full paycheck. They have businesses that haven't been fucking uh, hit by this shit. They're not the people who are actually feeling the... the, the pre Imagine not being able to make a living for the last 11 months. How are you paying your bills? You don't. You're in huge debt. You're probably living off your credit cards. Once that's gone, you're, you're fucking done. So this dude Newsom's out here fucking closing wineries and shit and keeping his own open. I mean, this shit is just blatant fuckery. They're blatantly fucking with us because they know there's no, absolutely no consequences for them. None. 
They can literally do whatever the fuck they want, and that's what we've allowed to happen. We're out here protesting the wrong motherfucking shit. We're protesting cops and stupid shit, man. That's the smallest shit of our fucking worry now. We're out here protesting, you know, transgender this and all this. No, you need to protest all these motherfuckers who are really fucking with your goddamn life. Y'all are fucking misguided, and they keep pushing you in that fucking direction. Why do you think they want you to protest that shit? So you ain't watching what the fuck they're doing. It, you're, you're telling me they got to close down restaurants with 15 people in it? But it's okay for you to go out and protest and march and fucking uh, whatever fucking protest you want. Shoulder to shoulder with people without masks on, with masks on, with doesn't fucking matter. Yeah, that's fine. You can't get COVID protesting shit. Uh, but you can get, uh, you know, you can get, uh, you, you can get COVID going to Miguel's for that fucking uh, white, white cheese sauce that they got fucking there. Um, it, it, it's fucking ridiculous. Anyways, uh, my point was is that Bautista, he's he's high up on this Trump shit. He's swearing. He's one of those fucking Eddie Bravo ass motherfuckers who thinks that uh, you know somehow some way this shit's gonna be overturned. Like like the Republicans weren't cheating too. Uh, <laughs> you know, listen, the Democrats, these motherfuckers were straight up saying we're gonna protest if we lose. <laughs> We're going to protest if we lose. They won, and now they're saying, don't protest. D- d- we're going to demand a recount, they were saying, if we lose. They straight up said this shit. This was in their plans. Laid out. And now they're being bitches about, you know, the, the, the Republicans doing it. But the Republicans are just dumb bitches, too, because you lost the fucking thing. You cheated. They cheated. They cheated better and won. All this bullshit. I told y'all all this bullshit about your vote counts, your vote counts. Get out there and vote. And their vote literally didn't count. Or it counted for the other person. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here. They want to make you feel like you have a say in something. If you had a say in something, these two wouldn't have been the motherfuckers to vote for. So you didn't have a, you didn't have a vote in the beginning. They pulled all the strings to get these two motherfuckers in front of you. And left you with those two choices. When they narrowed everybody down in the entire fucking world down to these two fucking people, then they said you have, your, your vote matters. You have a choice. No, the fuck you didn't. You never had a goddamn choice. They just want you to feel like that so you can stay uh, less disgruntled. Well, I had a chance to vote, and I, I had my voice heard. It just it didn't work. No, fuck all that. Anyways, Batista's going to come on. We're gonna, we, we'll, we'll, we'll hop on here maybe on Monday or Tuesday, and, and I'll let him do his little fucking rants because he swears this shit's getting overturned. He swears there's like fucking... Votes coming in from fucking Mars or some shit. Uh, they got some moon votes that are coming in. And all of a sudden, it's fucking wild. He's sending me Twitter snapshots of, of just stupid ass shit, man. Anyways, Lamar Jackson, I haven't forgotten about you. Back to fight talk. Steven Wonderboy Thompson versus Jeff Neal. This is a banger. Straight up motherfucking banger. Um, I picked Jeff Neal to win this fight. This dude is fucking, he, he's got real tight kickboxing. Uh, Steven Thompson looked great in his last fight against Luque, Luque, uh, Vicente Luque. Um, I, it just, I can't get my head, I can't get past the fact that he got knocked out by Anthony Pettis. And as you know, Anthony Pettis is a motherfucker that I've said many times, I would not hesitate to get in the motherfucking cage and fight. I would not. He's one of those few people that in the UFC that I, I wouldn't be afraid to fight. And here he is knocking out Stephen Thompson a couple fights ago on some lucky shit. He's getting his ass dotted up, and he jumped off the cage with a little little Superman punch and, and, and caught Stephen Thompson. And that's why I don't like him in this fight, because he gets caught with his hands down a lot, even in the Luke fight. He has a great chin, um, but he backs up, and he, circles, he, he backs himself into the cage. He circles along the cage. He tends to trap himself along the cage, and he takes big shots. 
He takes big shots because he has his hands down the whole time. Uh, he, he relies on straight managing distance to, 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 you know, defend strikes, staying just outside, getting in, getting out. Jeff Neal, he comes in with some power punches. He's got his, his, left, his, his left hand, his left kicks, his whole left side of his motherfucking body, his left nut, all that shit is fucking powerful. He, he's, he's got this dude, his, last, his only loss in the last seven fights for him was against Kevin Holland. He's 6-0 in the UFC, but his last fight was against the motherfucker Kevin Holland I was just telling you about. And that was like two fights before he got on Dana White's Contender Series. So that was outside of the UFC. Jeff Neal, I just think he's got a ton of power. I think if he catches, you know, Wonder Boy's got these fucking bad habits, man, uh, uh, backing away with his hands down. He, he gets caught too many times with his hands down. And as, as powerful as a KO artist that Luke is when he hits you, Jeff Neal is twice that. This motherfucker ran over Mike Platinum Perry like Suge Knight looking for parking. I'm telling you, he ran straight over this motherfucker, uh, kicked him in the head like 72 times in like a minute, and, and dead it Mike Perry in his last fight. I don't know. I'm the only person, I'm literally the only person, I, I like to, after I make my picks, I go around to Sure Dog, I go around to MMA Weekly, I go around to all the, you know, the heads. Uh, I'm the only person that's picking Jeff Neal to win this fight, and I'm not doing it to be different. I really think he can win the fight. Jose Aldo versus Marlon Vera. I went back and forth on this motherfucker. This one was tough. Um, I'm picking Jose Aldo. I, 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 he looked good against Jan, uh, especially in the second round. He got back to throwing those leg kicks, but then in the third round, he stopped throwing leg kicks again, and he got dotted up. Marlon Vera gets dotted up before he comes. He's a slow starter. Jose Aldo's a fast starter. I don't know. Marlon Vera was getting, you know, I know he beat Sugar Sean O'Malley, and I came in here and talked shit, but he, he, he landed the, the, the low calf kick that really fucked up Sugar Sean O'Malley in that fight, and, and he finished him as soon as it went to the ground. But Marlon Vera takes a lot of damage to another low hands, you know, guy who fights with his hands down. Um, what are you doing, dude? What are you doing? Wilding over here. Another guy who fights with his hands down. Um, I don't know. For me, I think Aldo, he, he's never had a problem with aggression. That's the thing. When you see these guys get, get later on in their career, it, aggression becomes a problem. Not, not for Aldo. I think he can, I think he can get, you know, get a little lead and kind of limp to the finish line and get a, a, a fucking uh, decision. Chaos Williams versus My, uh, Michel Pereira. This is, this is a fucking banger. And this is why MMA is so much better than boxing. These two dudes, this is like the best, one of the best matches you can make in the UFC. Two fucking wild motherfuckers. Chaos Williams knocking people out. Uh, one punch style. Michelle Pierre comes out doing Cirque du Soleil, full on Olympic uh, floor routines, literally doing uh, backflip guard passes. This motherfucker's wild. Um, he's doing the Showtime Pettis kick off of the cage. He's doing the punch. He's this is a wild fucking fight. The thing about Chaos Williams, he he's, has two fights in the UFC, and they're both both together are less than a minute long. And uh, the thing about him, though, is I watched his his fight before he got to the UFC. He this dude, he has terrible fundamentals. He has terrible technique. He just swings from his fucking waist, leans out with his head straight up in the air. Uh, you know, gets off balance swinging. Uh, reaches for punches. He has some serious, serious... Once he starts throwing in combination, his hands come from his waist with his head straight. I'm telling you, he has serious problems. That's not saying he can't knock Michelle Pieta out. He absolutely can. He can knock anybody out. 
but he's going to run into some di- different level striker, strikers. Uh, Piera isn't like a, a real savvy striker. He uses mostly these wild techniques, spinning techniques, and just flashy techniques. But he can stand on the outside and land that right hand. He's very, very rangy. And if he can get Chaos Williams, I think he can beat Chaos Williams. I'm picking him to win this fight. I think Chaos, the longer the fight goes, the more he'll get exposed. People just see those first two, you know, 30 seconds fights that he has and think that he's like this. World. I, don't, I don't see it. I mean, he, you know, he knocked out Murano in his first fight. You know, Murano isn't great, but I am picking him uh, to win his fight against Anthony Pettis this weekend. Spoiler alert. Uh, Rob Font versus Marlon Marais. This is another, this is a tough, this, if you saw this, you know, even like last year, you would have been Marlon, why are they, yo, Rob Font's going to get fucking deaded. Rob Font's going to have a chance in this fight, but I'm picking Marlon Marais. Uh, Tyler Santos versus Jillian Robertson. This is an actual good fight. Striker versus uh, Grappler and Jillian Robertson. I'm taking Taylor Santos, though. Big power puncher, kicker. She used a ton of kicks. Marcin Tybura versus Greg Hardy. This is a toss-up. You, you have never know what, what Marcin Tybura is going to show up. You get a guy who would just sit there and hold you against the cage and lay on you. Or you get a guy who came out and fought Ben Rothwell a couple months ago, uh, a couple weeks ago. <clears throat> And look like look look fucking dope. Stood on the outside, moved well, um, covered and returned. Versus Greg Hardy, who's just a big power puncher, but has serious cardio issue issues. He he's got he's gotten real he's gotten good. He's 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 a solid fighter. But here's the thing: he's stiff still. He doesn't have that fluid striking that a real uh, elite striker has. He still needs to find that his, his rhythm and his cadences with punches. They're just still too too awkward. I'm gonna take my Marcin Tybura, but. I, I could definitely see uh, Hardy winning this fight. Anthony Pettis versus Alex Morono. You clearly, I, you guys probably have no idea who Alex Morono is. This dude's been in the UFC for a fucking minute, quietly. He's one of those guys that you, you're like, what? He has 13 fights or some shit in the UFC? Um, let's see. This dude's got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. Eleven fights in the UFC, and he only has three losses. So he's seven, three, and one in the UFC. And he just fought a couple months ago. I think this dude has a high output. He's like six significant strikes landed per minute. Uh, he stays moving on the outside. He has a good bounce. Um, not a whole lot of power, but he, I think he can outwork Anthony Pettis here. Another pick where I think I'm the I'm I know I'm the only person picking against Anthony Pettis here. Uh, to me, I have never been impressed with Anthony Pettis. I thought he was going back down to 155. He looks fat and out of shape. No bullshit. No fat shaming. Whatever the fuck you want to call it, I don't give a fuck. Homie looks fat. He looks, he looks like he's staying at 170 just so he doesn't have to fucking train and diet, really. There's, there's people who go up in weight class because they have difficulty making the other weight class. And there's other people who go up just because they're too lazy and don't want to be in shape anymore and don't want to train the way they have to to stay at that weight class. And I think that's Anthony Pettis. And you know what? Fuck it. I'll, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get on that Alex Morano uh, bandwagon. Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take him for the big, big upset of 2020. Fuck it. I'm going to take him. Um... And, and, and that's it. Um, Carl Roberson versus Dolce Lungiambula. Keep your eye out on that on the undercard. That's going to be a fucking banger. This dude, Antonio uh, Arroyo, big-time kicker. He's fighting uh, Darren Wynn, uh, who trained with Daniel Cormier. That should be a decent fight with, you know, another, uh, you know, Darren Wynn is an excellent fucking wrestler, but never uses it. Uh, Tafan uh, Nchukwi versus Jamie Pickett. Um, banger. Banger, don't miss that shit. Cody Durden versus Jimmy Flick, two fucking dope grapplers. Watch that shit. This is a banging ass car. This is a fucking, I think this is on ESPN. This is a pay-per-view fucking level card on ESPN. This shit is fucking bonkers. Don't miss that shit. Uh, 
Lamar Jackson. If y'all didn't see, before I get out of here, my man Lamar Jackson, uh, I was watching the game last, was it Monday night? Uh, Browns versus uh, Ravens. Shit was dope. It was probably the game of the year. Um, you know, Lamar was looking good. One of the few times he's, you know, this year that he's looked good. He's out there eating ass. He's eating ass. But make, Baker was out there spreading them cheeks too. He was out. He was. He had his own bib on. He had his own koala station set up. He was eating ass too. They were both just over here having a fucking ass eat off over here. Like on, on Monday night football, it, it, was, it, it was fucking wild. And then all of a sudden in the fourth quarter, <clears throat> some scrub comes in for, for, for Lamar Jackson. You're like, what the fuck happened to Lamar? And they start saying he, you know, had cramps and shit. I'm like, it's fucking 40 degrees. How's this dude cramping up and shit? You know, you, uh, you know, I guess, you know, you tend to drink less water, you know, when it's cold outside. But I was like, how's this dude fucking cramping up? And then they were leaking the video of this motherfucker uh, 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 backdoor trotting to the motherfucking locker room. And everybody had the same thought. They started flooding Instagram real time. And they had the same thought. When I saw the video, I thought the same. He has to shit. This motherfucker got to take a fucking doo-doo. Or when I saw it, I was like, this motherfucker already took the doo-doo. That wasn't the, the oh, shit, I'm, I, I'm fucking, you know, I'm about to shit myself. That was the, I already done shit myself. That was the concession trot right there that was the already i already lost the fucking battle trot right there and i just need a new pair of draws see i think um he didn't have that 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 extra bit of urgency in his trot there's no way he would have waited for that dude to come out the door all nonchalantly he would have shoved that motherfucker the fuck out of the way if he was about to shit that wasn't the about to shit trot homie already lost that shit he was heading for a new set of, set of drawers he was already listen <laughs> listen if there was fans in the fucking stadium, there would have been all sorts of, of, of like home video of this motherfucker with, with, with the saggy diaper. He looking like he'd have been looking like like the quadruple champs diaper and shit like it is right now, actually, as a matter of fact, fucking duty in the fucking drawers, all, all saggy and shit. Um, and so he was lucky that there were no fans in there to get there would have been they would have flooded the block. With all sorts of home video of this motherfucker shit in his pants, you would have had people who could have who could have uh, you know pinpointed the exact moment that the bulge uh, appeared in this motherfucker's drawers and shit. Um, but hey, he he made it to the locker room that and he came back and I'll be damned if that motherfucker wasn't moving twice as fast. This dude, uh, you know, came out, got outside, fourth and five, comes out, gets outside of the pocket. You're like, this dude's going to run it. He looks, he, he was floating like a motherfucking butterfly all of a sudden and, and, you know, has a wide open receiver and goes and wins the game after changing his motherfucking, uh, after changing his motherfucking drawers. You know, this motherfucker going to be eating them cheesy gordita chalupa crunches before every fucking game now this motherfucker gonna be shitting his pants and every fu- they're gonna have to give this the the ravens a motherfucking special lamar jackson timeout and shit so he can go and change his motherfucking drawers once again but you gotta show you actually gotta you can't be perpetrating you gotta bring the draws out you gotta show them to the motherfucking refs you ain't gonna be in here taking your little lamar jackson timeout and he's just gonna come out looking fresh uh, uh, when with, with no evidence that we actually needed the timeout. No, we're going to have to see the motherfucking draws if we're going to give you an extra timeout like that. Um, but this dude came back, won the fucking game. I think he, I think he probably had been playing for a while. Who knows how many series um, he had been in there shitting his fucking, with, with shit in his drawers. I told you a couple weeks ago. 
I shit my motherfucking fa- uh, my motherfucking pants. I had a, I had a thirty seven year streak going. No, actually, I shit my pants as a kid. So I had like a thirty. 30, what did I call it, a 32, 33 year fucking streak of not shitting my fucking self and then a couple months ago I shit myself, I didn't even know it, I'd been going about my whole day, I'd gone to 7-Eleven and got coffee not knowing I had a fucking nugget stuck in between my ass cheeks, I had to pull that shit out, this dude could have been playing since halftime with a motherfucking duty in his pants and he was still eating motherfucking ass, damn. So he went out, I mean, the word, you remember Justine Kish? If y'all don't know who Justine Kish is, go look at her fight against uh, Felice Herrig. She shit her pants in the third fucking round. I remember that fight because I came on the podcast right after that. We, I think Whiskey was on this shit back then. Um, and I did the fucking cast. She shit her pants in the third round. That She was on the bottom. She got taken down by Felice Herrig and she shit her pants with like, I want to say there was a couple minutes left in the fight, and I remember seeing black, uh, like brown smears on on the fucking on the mat, and I'm like, somebody might have shit themselves, and I didn't think anything of it until like it confirmed after the fight, like they were rolling and round in Justine Kiss's shit. They're both like have shit all over them at the end of the fight, and they're standing there getting their hand raised, doing the whole thing. Justine Kiss shit herself. In the middle of a fucking fight. Now we've seen it before. Uh, that, that fat kickboxer shit his pants. And it was falling out the bottom of his shorts. <laughs> in the middle of the fight. And the other fighter's like yo yo. And he saw it. But Felice Herrick was on top. And had no idea that, the, that Justine Kiss shit her pants like that. So people shit themselves at the worst times. In front of everybody on national motherfucking TV. This dude Lamar Jackson. Now they come back like you know. They caught wind that people were on to him. They sent the PR people out there saying, like, no, it was actually, it was a cramp. His arms were cramping. Your arms, I never caught a motherfucking cramp in my goddamn arms. They're talking, well, from what? You know, his legs were cramping. Oh, you know, he is, no, his, his fucking, he got the bubble guts, homie. We told you not to eat that roach, coach. You got, you got the fucking gut cramps. And, and he lost the motherfucking battle. And what you saw was the concession trot. Not the emergency trot. You saw the concession trot. You saw the... I already shit myself, reside to the fact, he was residing to the fact that he already lost the motherfucking battle and he's running to the back to go change his drawers. He comes back out fresh, new, new fucking, uh, new man, goes out there, wins the fucking game. Um, best game of the year. Shit was dope. What can I say? Um, I got some shit. What the, how, how far are we into this? Oh, dude, I'm, I'm way up. Look, all right, <clears throat> here's what we're going to do. I'm a, I still got Jake Paul, you, 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 you biggity bitch, you. Uh, uh, just for the record, just so we're on the record, you can come up. You, you get the official, officially official, you and your motherfucking brother, whoever's who, to the motherfucking Thunderdome. We don't, you, you, you talking greasy, young man. I'm going I'm to really get into you. I'll, I'll get into you when I have Bautista. I'm sure he'll have some, some, something to say. Uh, uh, Bautista is, is a known uh, supporter of D-bags like that, so I'm sure he'll actually be uh, in, into all the shit that Jake Paul's been talking about, Conor McGregor and his wife and all this shit. But just know, just know that it's out there. The invite to the Thunderdome is there for the Paul brothers. Uh, we can do it with cameras, no cameras, but just know, homie, we don't do this punching contest shit. No, 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 no. And I'm sure neither does Conor McGregor. We do this fighting shit. We, 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 we kick. We have takedowns. We take your motherfucking neck. Uh, elbow you, knee you, all that shit. All that shit's in play. 
all that shit's in play. So just, I just wanted to get it out there. I wanted it to be on wax, on wax, wiggity, wiggity, wax, wax on, wax off, motherfuckers, that the official Thunderdome invitation is out there for the Paul brothers. Um, but listen, take your motherfucking asses on. Go listen to this Eminem's, uh, Eminem new album. Go bump that shit. Don't fuck around. Um, it's hard as fuck. Trust me on that. Um, I'm going to be bumping that shit right now. Um, this is Whiskey Sick Podcast, episode 119. God damn it, flu. We got episode 120. I'm going to come at you next week. I'm coming next week. I'm going to be on Monday or Tuesday. I'm going to do it. We're going to go back to back on that motherfucking ass. I'm going to get Bautista on here. He's going to be bitching and moaning that he didn't get on here because he had so much shit. He's going to say I was ducking him and all this shit like fucking Floyd against pa- Pacquiao. Don't even worry about it. We got my little Miha on, uh, my, my, my little Papoose, my, my, my son over there, my, my adopted son over there. I'll get him on the podcast Monday or Tuesday. I'll come back at you. I'll slap y'all motherfuckers uh, with back-to-back motherfucking episodes. Uh, do like a little Christmas episode for y'all. Anyways, until then quadruple champ you've heard him this whole time in the background uh for the quadruple champ for for moody hank the official mascot german shepherd mascot of the whiskey sick podcast myself seth gecko aka moody motherfucker hank i'm out motherfuckers Pushing our luck, our luck Take a look around, read the letters on the wall When the only way is down, call you legends of the fall Gonna be a daddy, homie, real shit Gonna put them on like it still fits Gonna ride along with the wheel strip Life depended on this real kid Told me I could feel this growing, I could feel this Pride that my father never felt for me I'm nothing these praying, I'll provide all you'll ever need Remember dreams never really die They can breathe underwater, they will bleed When they water, they can clot that Down through the cracks when they hope is slipping through it. Shit, the two of us without a dollar.
to lose it. Hold the breath, the hands are shaking, never form the fist of bruise. Scratching at your little fuse, they shit, read the news. I swear I'm about to be the father, rookie of the year. Don't even try, bother, homie, you ain't even near. I'll never be forgotten, got a hall of fame career. I built it from the bottom, now the only thing I fear. You happy daddy's eyes be acquitted too. Never that, your colors try different, you know, winner blues. You never walk my path, you wear a bigger shoe. You never have a give a fuck, cause that's just not what winners do. Opportunity won't knock you left in limbo. Frozen in the key, you got one fit the lock, there is no hope. And hit a doubt outside, you know the windows open. Call you legends of the fall when there's nowhere else to go. Cause the only way is down, now they looking out below. Call you legends of the fall, they demanding that you do. Cause the sky is a ceiling and you're standing on the roof. I love you, Wyatt.